Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And on The Stack, we talk about a bunch of books that have come out today, Wednesday, in comic book stores. So head to your comic book store, yeah. plug this podcast in your ear store, and download it to your mouth plug store. Plug it into the PA system at your comic book store <laughs> and blast this fucker. <laughs> let's let's really get those w- opinions out there. Yeah, you guys know that this syncs up to a bunch of really cool beats. Yep, that's right. That's <laughs> oh right. Oh, my God. So uh, just sync this up with... Uh, um, your favorite beats. Sinking beats. Yeah. Okay, so here's the first beat we're going to sink. DC Comics, Batman number 71. This is continuing the storyline of Batman versus Bane. Bad things happening for the Dark Knight. He is driving away all of his allies being manipulated by Bane. How are you guys feeling about this issue? This is fucking heartbreaking, man. Do tell. What do you mean? Because of his parents dying? No. <laughs> No, that happened, that happened a, a long time ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, happened a while yeah. ago, but it's still present. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel that? it. I Has feel it. Every that? issue like, I read, every issue I read, I feel that death. When yeah. Alfred said "Master Bane," I was like, "Oh, it just hurt so bad." Because it, because it sounds like Master Bane, right? <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> close. It's like I mean, that's probably out. part of it. But honestly, you can't yeah. trust a butler. They're Fuck gonna... you for saying that. Alfred has been nothing but amazing. No, he will bottle for whoever wants him to. No, he's just trying to bullshit. he's just trying to collect a paycheck. How dare you say that about you know him? he used to be a special forces yeah. dude? Yeah, he was well. The so original what? title that, of Detective that, Comics was Butler for Hire. Yeah. This is true. This is... <laughs> what a liar. What a professional liar we have in Alexander's this album. Uh, yeah, true. this, this is issue true. is playing on your heartstrings in exactly the right way. It, what's incredible about this run, I think, because Tom King and company are taking their time with Batman. Yeah, it's driving me nuts. Hold on. Is, I think it allows you to actually sit in the idea that Batman could logically reach these points. Yeah. Like, if this was happening over the course... We've seen this happen before. He drives away the family. It happens usually over the course of three or four issues, and then they get back by issue five or six to battle the big enemy. But because this is taking so long, because he's been broken down, and we as readers have been broken down so long, it's really working for me. And it's, yeah, it's I agree. Not, it's I've, taking too long. It's driving me insane. I like it a lot for There's the reasons. Too many things we don't know. 
But I think that's the whole point. He's putting us us in the position as readers to also doubt Batman a little bit. And I think that's really... You're doubting some, Batman now? He's, he, I mean, the end of the issue, he did a fucked up thing. No, yeah. he didn't. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did no, a no, up did. thing. Yes, he, he threatened to break his back. That was fucking awesome. No, well, no, he... I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. The When he punched his friend? Oh, well, that... I mean, that happens. Sometimes you punch your friends. What? No, I that mean, rarely, rarely happens. happens friends, right? No. Come rarely on, sometimes happens. you get mad, you punch he your friends. He crossed the line. Batman crossed the line. He now, has punched me on the show. Let me, ask you, <laughs> let me ask you this. To the point of this being an Uber story, this could go on for another 30-some-odd issues or so. What? We got 30 issues of this shit? Yes. It's great. Oh, it's amazing. This man. is I, one of the best Batman runs of all time. I hate to no. tell you, Pete, but all comics are going to go on for 30 more issues. <laughs> <That's>, well, <laughs> and then they're going to stop, and then we're finally done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can finally rest. And then we don't have to read any more comics. Oh, that's fine. Then we're going to turn into retire. a cooking podcast. Okay. I've been, I have a lot of recipes built up. <laughs> so uh, my question for you guys, though, is we know that Batman has essentially already lost. Bane has been manipulating him the entire time. He is going to lose completely because we're headed into the Uber City of Bane storyline. No, no, he's not. Where Bane is going to take over Gotham. Nope. Do you... Pete, this is the point of my question. Shut up. Yeah. Is do you think Batman has a larger plan and is beating Bane? Is this all part of Batman's plan while Bane has his own plans, or is he really being broken? I hope not, because what I think is different, if Batman is always on plan and he's like infallible, then it's sort of like, what's the point? But if he can like fall, reach this bottom, like he did when he was a kid and his parents were killed and he was at rock bottom, or he keeps his whole well. bottom of the cave. Um, he, uh, he keeps hitting rock bottom and finding his way out. That's his superpower. Not always knowing exactly what's going to happen. As always, I completely agree with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well, now who's this lying? is weird. I need to move on. <laughs> Let's talk about Marvel comics. War of the realms. Number four, another big issue of this title as the forces of Malekith are invading Midgard. The remaining heroes are trying to hold everybody back, specifically Freya at the Black Bifrost, which yeah. is Malekith's forces way of traveling between the worlds. They're trying to hold everybody off until they can let all the good guys escape so they can destroy it. Uh, meanwhile, back on Midgard, everybody is fighting a losing battle against Malekith's forces. And on the sidelines, they finally rescue Thor last issue. I keep wanting to say last episode. Uh, last issue. Uh, and he was nuts because he killed a lot of frost giants. So that's where yeah. we left off. Pete the Punisher is in this issue. Yeah. So I assume you loved it. It was absolutely amazing. Well, I mean, what's not to love? This is such a huge event. This is so much fun. So many crazy things happen. Each issue. Uh, yeah, the art's amazing. I was like... Surprised how upset I was by the frost giant, uh, you know, knocking a part of the Statue of Liberty's face off. I was like, you motherfucker, you're all going to pay. Yeah, uh, you was, love that statue. Well, you, you don't come to New York <laughs> City and uh, fuck around with the Lady Lib. That's right? what the Ghostbusters did in Ghostbusters 2, and yeah. I agree with you. It was fucked up. They yeah. shouldn't they have made that statue walk. <laughs> Not up Broadway. Bustin makes me feel bad. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I, I just think that the uh, events of this comic is... Really, a lot of fun, but also like a lot of high stakes. It's a fun roller coaster. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I don't need to see the Punisher in this. I saw. I said this last issue, but I, he's. Well, it was I fun. Don't know. No, I, I just. Was I fun. just don't like it. I just don't like it. it the, I, these elves like pointing guns at him. He's just like not even phased at all. That yeah. was great. No. Why I, can't you just give me a couple panels in this? I'm not big taking event? them from you. I just don't like them. 
have you ever not liked something we've talked about, Pete? <laughs> uh, I thought um, <laughs> I did like the uh, the Odin uh, Freya stuff in this issue. I thought it was yeah. really really cool and yeah. really nice. It was great to give both these characters yeah. like a great moment. In she, this. she was like, "Now you." <laughs> it was legit romantic. Yeah, and it, it was. was like sort of hot. Yeah, it and that's like, how it played out. It, it was, was great. It was His outfit was a little weird. It this... was a little smooth. Yeah, it was like too smooth. I loved it. It was too smooth. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also think it's funny, this event, they they have a merch page in the comic where you can buy T-shirts and stuff. So it yeah. feels a little bit like going to like Lollapalooza or something. I'll tell you what. what? Most of the spinoffs that we've read have been pretty good. Yeah. But getting to the end of the book and seeing how many tie-in issues there it's are. crazy. Too many. That is too many tie-in issues. That is too much. I'm all for a universe-spanning event. But given that they have all of these books plus all of the regular books... That feels a little too much to me. Like, if it was an old-school crossover where everything was getting replaced by War of the Realms, right? super fun, into it. But the fact that there's now twice as many books, mm, that's a little over the top. Oh, Interesting. Uh, uh, I didn't but, see that. yeah, this is, a, this is a great title. Russell Donovan's art continues to be oh, absolutely man. stunning throughout. Um, if for nothing else, pick up the book for that. Moving on to an image comic book, Fair Lady number 2. We picked up the first issue of this and liked mm-hmm. it. It's a fantasy mystery series. Every issue has a done-in-one mystery. Um, How do you feel like this one held up to our expectations after the first book? Uh, I like it. Uh, It does feel like it has that, uh, like, Law & Order vibe where you get uh, immersed very slowly. You get a little bit more about the world and the characters and how it all works with each issue while at the same time getting a nice done-in-one story. I like the way... uh, the uh, everything is uh, collapsed giants, like all the houses yeah, yeah. and the places. That's really interesting, and I'm curious to know what that means. Yeah, the map at the end was definitely really cool, but you also love maps. Yeah, yeah, I do. Crazy about maps, uh, but also uh, I really liked how we were kind of piecing it together uh, with the kind of team in the book, and then the fun like last couple of pages where it all really unfolds. Uh, really fun, uh, especially with like the way she was kind of like, yeah, and I've been follow- having somebody on him and somebody on her, and then we got a yeah. cut to see that. That was really cool. Maps were the original comic books, oh. and all the heroes are the different countries. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. What's the legend then? The legend? Yeah. The little that's th- like the to be continued. No, but the little <laughs> thing at the top. <laughs> that's the end of the end page that reveal. That makes a lot of sense now yeah. that you mentioned it. <laughs> see? Definitely works for me. Uh, the <laughs> art for me is the standout on this book. I think uh, yeah. the colors and the arts and the pencils, uh, great. I love the designs of the characters. They're yeah. so nice and clear and unique. Um, the way the uh, landscape, as we talked about, is laid out, that's great as well. I'm really enjoying it, uh, mainly for that. All right, moving on to a DC comic, Justice League number 24. This is continuing the storyline where the Justice League is in an alternate good universe. Question where, Yeah, where the, a guy named the World Forger is trying to destroy the DC universe, remake it as this, according to him, ideal universe without Superman so they can avoid the upcoming calamity that will destroy every multiverse Period. There you go. <laughs> yep. uh, Period. And uh, in this one, it's Batman kind of versus the Justice League in a sort of way. Yeah. Definitely uh, next issue. Yeah, definitely next issue. Uh, that's set up by the cover. It doesn't quite pan out throughout. Right. But it's Batman making a big decision throughout whether he's going to follow the world, world Forger just this once or go in another direction. I'm still really liking this arc in particular. Yeah, I like it. Uh, this is sort of the uh, the opposite take on Batman I was talking about earlier with Tom King. Uh, Scott Snyder seems to be taking 
making that like Batman sees the larger picture all the time. And in this case, it's making him uh, do what we think is maybe a bad thing, like take on the Justice League. And I, I like Scott Snyder's take on Batman, too, where he is always so in his head that he doesn't see that he's betraying his friends. Yeah, that's, I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, Justice League Doom, where Batman's like, yeah, of course I have a contingency plan in case one of you guys, like, goes bad or something. And yeah. I think that's smart. But this kind of takes that idea and kind of escalates it. And I don't like to see Batman evil. I like Batman, uh, you know, as a hero. So I was I hmm. l- really liked how this kind of Is set he usually up- a hero? Because I feel like he spends a lot of time going around Gotham City beating people up, which <laughs> seems very villainous to me. He's like yeah. that bad guy in the Marvel Universe, the Punisher. Yeah. Um, yeah they're same similar sort of characters. They are uh, very similar. Yeah, so anyways, fuck you and your shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't like the kind of last page reveal. Mm. Uh, I Batman did. is fighting the Justice League, which is on the cover. That was also yeah. the first page reveal. Yes. No, you I can't guess it's not, a, book by its cover, guess though, it's not a reveal if it's revealed. <laughs> 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 if it's on the cover, it's not a reveal. Yeah, I don't look at covers anymore. Wow. wow. Imagine that. You don't yeah, see covers. Pete, How do you know what way, to buy? Pete goes into a comic book store and just rips all the covers off of yeah. other stuff before I he looks at it. would never do that. It's art. Yeah. And you've been slowly um, unlearning how to read, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You've been that's true. getting rid of that information. Yeah, that's exactly. good. That's, yeah. You're going to really Congratulations on forgetting T, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. That's a hard letter because it's used a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Justin Eiler. Uh, I <laughs> just say way. he now instead of the. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. yeah. Man, you're going to fall so far so quickly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on from P. LePage's problems to the next <laughs> book we're going to talk about from Image Comics Little Bird, number three. <sighs> Oh, man. Ian Bertram's art on this is is so good. I know I'm focusing on the art a lot this episode, but there's some really gorgeous books. Maybe you're on learning how to read, too. A lot of lovely lovely little books in the stack today. You know what I mean? Uh, Uh, Great. Uh, I love this book. I feel like Pete and I can get together on this. The the great violence in this uh, issue, so you'll like it. to the motherfucking yay. And I think it's such a well-made book. It's You you don't quite know. The book doesn't just tell you everything. You have to sort of like put it together yourself a little bit and fill in some gaps but like an indestructible man with an axe uh his indestructible uh granddaughter uh and a bunch of fucked up stuff i think it's great dude this book just continues to impress you kind of think you get an understanding and then it kind of takes a left turn and brings you back around it is such a cool story and uh, what's great is it also takes times on other characters. Yeah. Not, it's not just about uh, the you know the little girl all the time. Uh, it's the little just, bird. Yeah, the little bird. But it's just uh, it's really creative, really well done, very thought out, and uh, the art is amazeballs. I reread uh, I reread issues one and two before reading three, and it was great to do that. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, just a real quick thing about the story. I know you touched on it, but it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world ruled by a religion, which is, I think, Christianity. Christianity, right? yes. Yeah. It's a religion you may have heard of. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fantastical uh, religion where they believe in one guy. And... <laughs> there's this little girl who escapes into the wasteland. She's a very powerful warrior, um, ends up hooking up with this enormous guy called Axe, who seems to be... Not ca- hooking up, teaming up. Yes. Uh, who seems to be Canada's hero, something like that. He has a yeah. Canadian flag on his shirt. I think the whole thing sort of loosely takes place in Canada. Yeah. Uh, and that, that I think it seems like it's established that he's her grandfather. 
Right. Also, it, there's it, a lot of effed up stuff that happens in the book. Uh, their art is very graphic, uh, but the action, as you mentioned, is absolutely so stunning good. and amazing. Uh, it feels big, even though these are new characters that we've only lived with for three issues so far. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm worried about what happened on the last page. Yeah. yeah. All right, last, uh, next thing to talk about from DC Comics, Naomi number five, which I guess is the second to last issue of the book. What? Yeah. Uh, it's said to be concluded at the end, which I didn't realize, which is a bummer, because this book is so good. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. This really is Brian is. Michael Bendis' teen book for DC Comics. It introduces a new character named Naomi, who starts to suspect that her adopted parents aren't exactly who they say they are, that there is more to her birth parents. And as we find out this issue, yes, there is, in fact, a huge amount to her birth parents. She comes from another parallel universe where only a few people have gotten powers. She was the first natural-born child with, the, with powers, and she is sent to safety on the DC Comics Earth uh, away from a, not exactly evil villain, but a guy who felt that the people with powers should rule on their world. Uh, this issue, again, is absolutely stunning. There's a lot of double page spreads throughout here, yeah. which they've been playing with in the series, but they really blow it out in this issue in particular. And uh, they're so good. All of it is so good. How do you feel about the reveal of her origin? Was it worth the wait? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's uh, it's sort of it's in very it feels very much like a DC style reveal. It's rooted in uh, DC cosmic uh, politics. Uh, you don't really understand exactly how her powers work yet, which I think is interesting. Um, they're sort of shiny gold energy. Uh, but going into the last issue to be like, oh, how is this going to play out? And not really know. That's interesting to me. I didn't like when um, it said that she was Shrekking out, which um, I don't like Shrek. Oh, Huh. I was confused about it. It took me a couple of... I thought I was reading the word wrong because yeah. I was like, well, you're not turning into an ogre. It didn't yeah. make sense. That's what right. bothered me. And it felt like I, it was a little cute. Yeah. I mean, I understand when Shrek eventually gets kissed and he turns into a beautiful prince or Lady Shrek does or whatever. I don't remember. The thing is, that comes from Beauty and the Beast. So really, right. it should be Beauty and the Beasting. Right. Maybe he was watching Shrek earlier that uh, day. What, that makes it even worse. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Every Imagine day, watching every day, Shrek. this is true. I've read this in a bunch of year interviews. Every day, Brian Michael Bendis wakes up at 6 a.m., watches all four Shrek movies. Shrek's out. Watches four? all four Shrek's movies, all through Shrek Forever After. Uh, and then he watches uh, Puss in Boots, the first one. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then listens to the soundtrack while he writes. <laughs> right. Those back-to-back soundtracks. Great. Yeah. Oh, he usually man. has time for about half a comic a day, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Time well spent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I really like the way they kind of unfolded this world. I think that she is Shrek. very You're talking cool. about, You're the, talking world about the world of Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I'd rather be kicked in the head by a donkey <laughs> oh than watch Shrek. <laughs> Why do you hate Shrek that bad? Because my daughter watches it. Oh, there <laughs> we go. Do now you know what I don't do like it. about Shrek? I don't like that it's a completely empty animated world. Uh, maybe they made it richer, I guess, for the what? next couple of movies. But the first Shrek, it was like on that early wave of computer-generated animation where they'd be walking through it and be like, these smooth hills with one character, like somebody had made it on a computer in their spare time. It was like playing Mist back in like the late nineties. Yes. <laughs> that like, is such oh, a weird nothing. thing to hate. No, about it's Shrek. terrible. It's a terrible looking movie that's not funny. Dude, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, we got a real Shrek head over here. Oh man, well you're a millennial. No, I am not. Love Shrek. What? What? Anyways, I think PR. Can we part, talk uh, about PR, the goddamn comic? Aren't you part of the greatest generation? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
Um, uh, regardless, it's the one thing that baby boomers and millennials can agree on. Shrek is awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, moving on. I, I I like this character, so it's sad that she's gonna go away so quickly. Uh, the last page reveal was pretty cool. I would suspect that if it is the last issue, next issue, that Brian Michael Bendis, who is writing a ton of stuff for DC Comics, will probably bring her back for something else. Cool. Yeah, I, I would say I there's think so. a 100% possibility of that. Last one we're going to talk about from Marvel Comics, Hulk number 17. Oh, my God. This book is so creepy and so good. I mean, this is one of my favorite books. On the oh, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, talking about all-time runs, we talked about Batman earlier in the podcast. This Hulk run is an all-time Hulk run now, I'd yeah. say. Even 17 issues in. I think so, too. It's so unique. It's so horrifying. And it just feels like fully fleshed out every issue and goes in a ton of different directions. Uh, the Hulk isn't even Hulk right now. It's Joe or Joe Fix-It, I guess, technically. Yeah, but, Joe uh, Fix-It got a sweet shout-out. Came out yeah. of hell. Um, uh, Al Ewing is uh, really like taking liberties with Hulk's powers in an interesting way and changing it up. It's just great. Yeah. For those of you who haven't been keeping up with the book, it turned from a done-in-one, almost Tales from the Crypt-type stories involving the Hulk to now we're in more X-Files conspiracy land where an evil organization is trying to track down the Hulk for some sort of purposes. We don't know exactly what it is yet. They've taken the body of Rick Jones and done some weird gamma stuff to him. Uh, But while they're trapping Bruce Banner, as you mentioned, he has the Joe Fixit personality in the Bruce Banner body and is just trying to die hard his way out of this facility being tracked by a dude who can change his hand into guns. Yeah. And it gets so dark. You don't know who to root for throughout this entire issue. Uh, ending in one of the creepiest splash pages of the Hulk ever. Great. Ever. So creepy. Uh, what do you think about it, Pete? Well, it's, it's hard because I love the Hulk, but this is almost too creepy for me to enjoy. What's your favorite Hulk? Favorite iteration of the Hulk? Uh, probably Greg Pox, uh, Planet Hulk. Interesting. Yeah. Look, you get to see all of them this issue. Yeah. Yeah. In that splash page. Yeah, you too. You it's too. great to see all those Hulks together again. I yeah. just, for the first I never time. consider a Hulk a monster. You know what I mean? He's a friend. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you know, like this Shrek. is really kind of take. <laughs> <laughs> or donkey. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, <And> so, Fiona. <laughs> so I Fiona. just think. <laughs> movie's bad. I'm sorry. I just think that, you know, I okay, you get it. Yeah, everybody, it's scary. Hulk's a monster, you know, but this keeps going. So uh, I'm glad people yeah. are enjoying it. How many Shreks would you give it for uh, on a scale of one to a million Shreks? I'm not going to play your stupid game. I feel bad because I brought up Shreking out and not liking it, and then we Shreked out. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> if you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll Shrek out with you, Fiona Donkey. Oh, There's the God. movie. What else you want to plug, Pete? Friend us on Facebook to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. And we'll see you at the Master Bane Place. Oh, my God. You're such a way.